In today's episode, we're talking about hope, how hope fuels your faith and why faith is important to your belief and why believing believing and belief is an essential ingredient to manifesting anything you want. Let's find out why. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And today we're talking about hope, how hope fuels your faith and how faith actually is essential for in order for you to believe that you can achieve what you set yourself to achieve. And this is very, very important in all areas of our life, not just in financial sphere, but in our personal, in our health, in our relationships. So it applies across the board, really. And what I find is when we lack belief, that is when we falter, when we actually go ahead and doubt ourselves and, you know, become our own worst critics and we believe all the lies that the devil teaches us and tells us. So in order for us to have a strong belief, we need to have a strong faith. And the one thing that always, always gives you faith is hope, right? So when I was looking upon my my own life and I was looking through my, you know, my roller coaster life that I've had, every time my when you know when there's ebb and flow of life and I've been at my lowest moment, my prayers, okay, so I I pray a lot. I I and I find that in my darkest moments I turn to prayer more than anything else. And, you know, I cry in my cellar, I I would uh, I read the Hajjud more frequently. Um, I Josh, which is a mid-morning prayer between Fajr and Zohar. And I'm I'm praying a lot more. I naturally do that because that's what I've, you know, in, over the years has always given me some solace and some, you know, some peace in my own well-being. And I was thinking, why? Why does it give me peace? Why? What is it about the Salah? What is it about praying? What is it about connecting to divine, which gives me that 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 peace in my well-being and peace in my heart and the ability to carry on going there have been many a times when I've felt like giving up and you know things have got too much for me but when I go into my salah when I go and do my prayers and I see people do this you know when they go to Mandir and they went or they go to synagogue or they you know go to church it doesn't really matter if you are praying at home or you're praying in um you know in a church or synagogue or a mosque it's that connection with the divine that allows you to have, um, you know, have that hope and that hope then fuels your faith. And that faith allows you to have the belief that, yes, things are going to turn around. Yes, this is going to work out. Yes, I don't know how things are unfolding. Everything seems like being, you know, it's a, it's a bunch of chaos. But I know that there's an order to this chaos and eventually things will fall into place. Where does it come from? It comes from that divine connection, right? So 
And I, when I looked at my life and I realized every moment has had that sequence that I've just described to you. I, when I think start going wrong, you know, when things go well, I do pray as well, but I tend to find like everybody else, you know, life takes over, you know, you're not as, as diligent with your prayers or as regular with your prayers, or at least with the Hajjah anyway. I mean, the Hajjah prayer, which is a midnight prayer. Um, you know, a lot of people are not as regular with it. I have been guilty of that, that I don't do the Hajjah prayer as frequently as I would like. But I do them very, very frequently when I'm upset, when I'm sad, when I'm going aiming for something and things just seem to be out of my control. And I realized because the reason why I do the Hajjah, because we we as Muslims believe that midnight prayer, the Hajjah prayer, which is between three and um, three o'clock onwards, it tends to be slightly earlier in, in the winter winter months, but it, I mean, sorry, in the summer months, but in the winter months is generally between three to, you know, three to five. So, uh, you know, it's that the Hajjah time, that midnight time, that's, you know, which in, in the Hinduism is the Sattvic time, right? That three to two to two to four, two to, you know, three to five, you know, that kind of Sattvic time, which is very, very precious. And it, there's a tradition in the, in the Islamic tradition, they say that, that God is the closest to, you know, his servants, his, as, as, as humans, um, during that, the Hajjah time, that, you know, the midnight time, right in the middle of the middle of the night. And so if you pray at that moment, even to regards, right, your prayers are sure to be answered. And of course there are traditions in, um, Buddhism and, and Hinduism. So, you know, they have, most religions have similar sort of, meditation or prayer around a similar sort of time as well I, i've noticed that seems to be the a common theme between all the religions i mean they all they all have the similar message anyway and the point being and even is even from the secular point of view the new age thinking you know you when people get up to four o'clock in the morning to meditate they find that to be the most you know enlightening and the the most uplifting time for them to really connect to the higher self and to the source energy and to you know to find enlightenment so even doesn't matter if you take religion out altogether that 4am period is tends to be really really important and really crucial in us connecting to devices energy and why is that because at that time when you we have put away all our worldly needs and uh, our means and uh you know our physical bodies and the world is quiet we're able to sit down quietly through meditation or prayer and connect to devices energy. And when we connect to devices energy, instinctly we get this, this peace because this knowingness, because now we have hope. We have hope that what we're doing is going to come true. What we're manifesting is going to come true. If what we're praying for is going to be answered, our prayers are going to be answered. So that prayer fuels our faith. You know, it gives us hope and that hope fuels our faith. If you're meditating, then you're connecting to whatever you desire and you're connecting to your higher self and in, the, in all source energy. And therefore able to attract and come into alignment with whatever is you're manifesting. Same thing, right? It's just, you know, different language used for the same exact purpose or same exact scenario. You just see viewers different way. My The way I, I look upon my manifesting is I pray and I read the Hajjud. And that's the time when I know for a fact that my prayers will be answered. Whatever I ask for in that moment in time, 
if my God says to me in that, if you ask in the hajjad, I'll give it to you. Doesn't matter if it's child or money or partner or health or whatever it is, whatever you want, I will grant it to you. So I really believe that the hajjad prayer is that powerful. So when I read the hajjad prayer, that's what I'm going for, right? And when you, when people, I know in the past, when I wasn't reading the hajjad prayers, I was more into meditating in that time. I'm not saying meditation is not bad. I think, I think after the hajjad, the best time to do meditation is read the hajjad and after we'll do meditation. Why not? Right. Um, Again, the same thing that I would be doing was, you know, meditating around that time. And again, connecting to divine energy through meditation, through going in and, you know, and just be quietening the mind and going in, connecting to devices energy through meditation. Again, looking and focusing on what it is that I wanted to manifest, be it health and wealth and whatever else that you want in your life. But regardless of which path you take, prayer or meditation or whatever have you, what this process does, it actually allows you to have hope. Hope that whatever you are creating and manifesting is going to happen. And this fuels your this hope that this is going to happen, fuels your faith. Yeah, it's going to happen. I really believe it's going to happen. I really believe divine energy has got my back. I really believe God is looking out for me. I really believe God loves me. I really believe that this is going to happen for me. And that faith then allows you to have belief on a day-to-day basis, which is more important, by the way, because if you believe that something's going to happen, it will happen. I'm going to share an example with you. And you guys know I'm a big Bollywood you know, fan. I'm a really, really big Bollywood uh, fan. So I was listening to interviews from SRK. For those of you who don't know, that's um, Shah Rukh Khan. He's the Badshah of Bollywood, um, the king of Bollywood, so to speak. And... Um, I'm not that big a fan of his acting, I have to say, but as a human being and as a person, he's amazing. And I think he's a great manifestation or law of attraction teacher. He really is. He embodies everything about law of attraction. He talks about it so openly. And I love him for that. Absolutely. You know, he's very honest and very upfront about how he achieves things and what you should do to go, to get success. And he's, he's brilliant for it. And he talks, and someone asked him recently, he took a four-year sabbatical or time off from from films for various health reasons or whatever reasons he, he gave, I don't know. But when he, in the interview, they asked him, you know, he's got three films back to back lined up. And uh, he's, the, the few films just before he took the four years off didn't do too well at box office. I mean, honestly, they weren't great movies at all. Um, I even thought, my God, what the hell is he doing? But he's a great marketer. So he's able to market them and, and make money from them. Um, anyhow, I just loved his answer. So when she said to him, you've got three films back to back coming out. Do you ever wonder if there will be a success? And he smiled. He said, I don't want to sound pompous, um, but I honestly want to give you an honest answer. And the answer is, I believe that every single one of them is going to be a super duper hit. And he said, I'm not saying this to be arrogant. I'm just saying this. This is the belief that I hold. And it's a belief that I go to sleep with. It's a belief that I wake up with. And it's a belief that I walk around with. And I thought, absolutely fantastic. That's how you should be believing. And, you know, lo and behold, this this interview was before his recent movie, Patan, came out. And Patan's recently come out and has broken all box office records and has made like, you know, you know, amazing amount of like hazard crore, like a thousand crores or something, something crazy, like crazy numbers in terms of, you know, monetary value. But the point being, he had that belief 
first. So it wasn't like he was hoping and praying. He did everything possible. He did the right marketing. He actually marketed this movie. He went ahead and did the marketing for this movie in the FIFA World Cup that happened recently. So it's the first Indian movie or any movie from what I remember to be marketed at a FIFA World event, right? It was amazing marketing strategy on his on his behalf. And he did it in the Middle East where he's really popular, in Qatar where the FIFA World Cup was taking place. Amazing strategy. Amazing, right? He also went and sold the rights to it before it was released in the cinema to Amazon, Amazon Prime, and for some like 200 crores. And uh, this is in rupees, of course. And But that that means that his cost was already covered. So by selling that to uh, Amazon Prime, he's already covered his cost before he even went and hit the cinemas. And then he went through this various marketing and, you know, strategies that he has. He's brilliant at marketing. And he's he's able to allow his fans to come forward and um, and sort of celebrate his movie, and it became a huge global success because of that. Now, yes, you can say he's amazing at marketing. Yes, he's amazing and brilliant at this, but that's him now. If we talk about the same individual back when he was first starting out, we'll see a similar belief. I believe that SRK is SRK not because of, you know, uh, because of what he, this hard work that he's done. Yes, he's done a lot of hard work, but the belief that SRK has is because um, the, you know, the reason why SRK is SRK is because of the belief he has. If you go back and um, he's he's been around for gosh, God knows, 20 something years now and more than that, 30 or something years. And he, I, he came out when I was a teenager. So I was really, really young when he came out. And in the early 90s, I was barely, I think, um, in my in my early teens. And there's a movie that came out in the 90s called Yes Boss. For those of you who watch Bollywood know, will know this. Those who don't watch Bollywood will not know this. But the, in in um, in 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 um, in the 90s, this movie came out called Yes Boss. It was it was um, SRK with Ju Javla. And there's a song in there. Now I'm gonna do a just a just a general translation of it. But in that song, he says, God, I don't want much. I just want to, to control all power. I want to have control of all the money. I want to control this. And it was it's it's done with a tongue in cheek. It wasn't it's supposed to be funny. It wasn't supposed to be, you know, like you know, him going for world domination. But he asked for fame, he asked for name, he asked for money, he asked for all the girls to fall in love with this guy. And keep in mind, for those who don't know, SRK is decent looking now. And I'm gonna say decent looking, he's decent looking. I won't say he's very handsome, but he is attractive now. Whereas when he first came into the movies, he wasn't. He was below average looking, um, very skinny, not someone that you would notice, and not necessarily someone you think is a hero, but he he had ambition and he has dream and he had belief in himself. And this is what made SRK SRK. Not his looks, not his talent, but his belief in himself. And he, he's, he's, I mean, the one beautiful thing about SRK is he's very humble from what I've seen. I've not met him personally, so I cannot make a comment on this. But from what I've seen from his interviews and from his general uh, interaction with people, he is very, very humble. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. He 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 actually says it himself, which is most probably the most beautiful thing about someone as amazing as, as like that. That he he says it. I'm 
below average looking I'm, like, I'm an average looking guy I didn't have you know the great body like Salman Khan I didn't have a, you know a, any family connections I didn't I wasn't good looking like some of the other actors around that time and it's just pure belief in himself that he believed that he could rule Bollywood and guess what you know when th- this movie came out and then a, a few I think a couple of years after that this movie came out Badshah when he says I'm Badshah I am Badshah, I, I am everything, right? He believed, and I think these songs embody what he actually believed in his personal life, in his, you know, in his heart of hearts, because these 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 songs became his life's truth. He now rules Bollywood, and he has ruled Bollywood for the last 20 odd years. He is what's what's called as the Badshah, the king of Bollywood. And he's able to do this because of belief. Now, I'm rattling on about SRK today because I think he is a prime example of what self-belief can give you in this life. I'm not saying that, uh, you know, you have to be the best looking and the best intelligent to get what you want. Hell no. If you look in your life and you, I mean, this is a money podcast. Let's talk about money. If you want money and you want to become a millionaire or help you, why not a billionaire? If you want to become a billionaire, do you have to be the smartest person? Do you have to be the best looking person? Do you have to have the best family connections? The answer to all those three questions is no, you don't, right? The one thing that you need to have in order for you to be ultimately financially successful or successful in relationships or successful in any area of your life is one thing, and that's belief. And you need to have belief in yourself you need to believe that whatever it is that you're wanting whatever you're manifesting is going to come true is going to happen this is something that you need to believe in you have to believe in it with all your heart and with all your might and anything that's contrary has to be thrown away like like the sin right it's like no it's a forbidden thing i cannot think about it i should not think about it and you don't allow yourself to think about the opposite you believe in this so so powerfully the way sr kid even now after all these years the woman when he, the woman said this to him you know do you believe that your this your these three movies will be you know will be successful he said they're gonna be super duper hits because i believe they will be i go to sleep with this belief i wake up with this belief i walk around with this belief and that is why his movie has gone on to be such a super success i'm sure i haven't seen the movie and i'm sure it'll be a mediocre movie because you know honestly from what i've seen the trailers it doesn't look that that yeah, amazing to me it doesn't have that deeper message it's just a commercial you know M- bollywood masala movie which is fine there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that and we all love watching it but i'm not i haven't bothered to you know i've not gone eagerly out of my way to go and watch it because i will watch it eventually i'm waiting for it to come out on prime but um the point i'm making here is it's that belief that he has he had that belief when he first started when he first came to bollywood with his average or i would say below average looks with his skinny you know body um and and limited actor skills i mean his skills acting skills has probably you know improved somewhat they weren't brilliant um but he had that belief and that one belief allowed him to work probably 10 times harder than everybody else because he knew he can do it when you believe you can do it you work harder you're motivated to try harder and you try that much harder when you go out there and you give it your best you give it your all with the belief that you're going to succeed then mountains are moved for you the universe contrives and gives you everything you want i mean even in another one of his movies uh, om sham dion he actually used that exact dialogue when you really really want something the whole universe conspires to give you that what you desire and this is so true this is what law of attraction is all about right but we 
as individuals forget that at times we see all these amazing celebrities and you all see all these successful business people and we think they're good i mean it's good for them but we can't achieve it um they must be lucky or they must be intelligent or they must be xyz fill in the gap you know fill in the blank whatever you think they are you forget that you and i are born with the same same spirit we may not have the same talents as x y and z yes we all have our own unique talents and we may not have the same opportunity as some other people that's that i'm not i'm not saying that life is fair <laughs> you may start off somewhere else that's okay Using SRK's example, there are people born in the female industry. I'm going to give you a couple of examples, right? So I'll give you another example. And this is going to become a real Bollywood um, episode today, isn't it? But there's, there's um, for those people who who know Bollywood, know Amitabh Bachchan, right? Amitabh Bachchan is like the um, the granddad of of Bollywood, like, you know, such an amazing, iconic actor. His son, um, Abhishek Bachchan, and he's actually not a bad actor. He's, you know, I would say similar sort of level to Shah Rukh. He's not much different. I think the acting abilities are similar. Um, the acting styles are different, but the abilities are probably similar. And he's actually married to one of the most gorgeous women in the world, Ashwari uh, Rai. So now we've got two examples. We've got Shah Rukh on one hand, who comes from a non-filmy background, below average looking, you know, mediocre or, you know, a reasonable acting skills, but had such a phenomenon belief in himself that he made everyone fall in love with him. And, you know, most women wouldn't bother looking at him. Gauri was very, if you look at his wife, when they first got married, Gauri is a very, very attractive compared to him. Now they make a beautiful couple. They do make a very, very beautiful couple. Now they think the surgery is involved, maybe, well, who knows? But anyway, they do look, they make a beautiful couple now. But when they first came in, you wouldn't think the girls would have been bothered looking at him, right? He wasn't someone that you look at. He's not good looking as such. But now every female is in love with him because of who he is, the persona he is, the kind of person he's shown himself to be, the kind of gentleman he shows himself to be. Whether he is that in private life or not, I don't know. I can't make a judgment call on that because I don't know him personally. I'm just telling you what we've seen in the media, what we've seen from all these different interviews and how he is with females in general. He's the most respectful gentleman and he treats him with a lot of respect and love and admiration. That's what you see, right? So this man who was just, Average looking, nobody would think about it, believed he could be, you know, everyone would fall in love with him. That has now come true. Most women go gaga over him. Men too. They, they find him very, very charming, right? So he believed in himself and he was able to create that persona about him. They, on the other hand, this man, who's actually good looking. He's very tall, like his dad. He, he's he got the conventional good looking look, looks. He's okay. He's a bit older now. But when he was younger, he had the looks from his father. And he's good looking. He's a good looking man compared to Shah Rukh. And he comes from a family that's known. His dad very well known. He's all these things working for him and all this pedigree and whatever else. Yet he was not able to do a tenth of what Shah Rukh has been able to do. Right. And his acting career never took off. It wasn't him to do well. And not having a dig at Abhishek, absolutely not. Right. I don't know either of these gentlemen personally. I'm just telling you the belief that I saw in SRK is worth admiring. And this belief was lacking in his counterparts. And that's one of the main reasons. I'm not negating the hard work that SRK, SRK put into his life, but the belief was the main component in, in in his success. And this is what I want you to have. Now I'm not asking to go become, you know, billionaires as as a, as actors in Bollywood. Oh, you know, no, no, that's not my point here. Right. I'm making this point that if you start figuring out how you can instill yourself to have this belief 
And in order for you to have belief, you need to have faith in something. This is why a higher power is important. I don't care if you believe in Jesus. I don't care if you believe in Buddha. I don't care if you believe in one of the deities of Hinduism or you believe in God or you believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? Or you believe in secular terms like universal energy. It doesn't matter. When you believe in a higher power, it allows you to have faith. And when you have faith, you find ways to give it gives you, you know, you, you have hope that, you know, this is going to work out. That's going to work out. So when you have hope, it fuels your faith in devices energy, whichever form you see it. And that faith then goes on to solidify your belief that I can do X, Y and Z. Right. This is the whole point. Or Z rather. In being English, we, say, we don't say Z, we say Z. Right. So the whole point of today's podcast is for you to. Walk away with the idea that you need to make sure that there's some form of some kind of daily ritual or practice or meditation or prayer that you do, which gives you hope. And that hope fuels your faith in devices energy or the deity that you you know worship, right? It could be through meditation. It could be through a prayer. It, it has to be a daily thing, okay? And that, that faith then goes on to fuel your belief on a daily, regular basis that this is achievable. I can do this. I will do this. There's a, going back to the SRK example, he came to Mumbai and at some point, I think he was very frustrated with whatever was going on in his life because he's had some ups and downs. And he was with his friends and he's looked at, um, he was just looking at, at just general life and he said, you know what? One day I'm going to rule this city. I am going to absolutely rule this city. He was talking about Mumbai, Mumbai at the time, I think, but Mumbai. And he said, I'm going to rule this city. Now, I think his friend dismissed it thinking that's just, you know, um, you know, him just chit-chatting or whatever. But he proved it. How? Through his belief. He believed it and he worked for it. And guess what? He achieved it. Far too many times we lack the belief but we put a lot of effort into it and then it doesn't work out in the way we think or we hoped it would. And then we think, well, what went wrong? I put all the hard work and effort too. The one determining factor that when I look at people who are successful and those people who are not successful, I don't see that, you know, in terms of the, the amount of effort we put into it in, is as much discrepancy, you know, there's not much discrepancy there, but there is discrepancy in the amount of belief they had in themselves. So one of the first and foremost things I teach my children, my daughter's going through GCSEs at the moment. So I keep in, telling her, you need to see yourself getting the grades. Before you get the grades, you have to see yourself getting the grades. You have to believe you can get those grades. Only when you believe you can get those grades, will you actually put the effort to do, get those grades and then you will get those grades. And there are children, there are students who, who work really hard, like, I don't think I can do this. I don't think I can do this. I don't think I can do this. I don't think I can get an A. And they don't get themselves an A. Why? Because they don't believe it. Hard work is important element. I'm not negating it. But I believe that belief is more important. That's my point. So in short, if there's anything, anything you want to achieve in life, you have to believe with all your might, with every atom of your being, that that is going to happen. It's happened already for you. It's already manifesting. And the universe is bringing things together for it to come into fruition, for you to receive in the physical 3D world. In order for you to get to that point, you need to have faith. And in order for you to have faith, you need to cultivate hope. 
I hope you enjoyed today's episode uh, and you enjoyed as much as I enjoyed uh, recording it for you. I will be back another day with another episode. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website www.gulkhan.com and if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop and if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money then go and get my book Laws of Money from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.